Welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Dunham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. everybody. Welcome to another episode. I'm so grateful and happy that you're here. If you're new to the show, episodes drop every Wednesday. And I'm Helen Denham. I'm a mindset mentor for women, meditation teacher, singer-songwriter, lots of things like most of us are these days. And I'm sending you so much love wherever you're listening right now. So today we've got another beautiful conversation for you. We've got Lindsay Robinson here. She is a certified clinical hypnotherapist and success mindset coach. Lindsay's passion and purpose is in helping women all over the world align their minds for success, own their inner light, and step into their best selves by helping them clear out subconscious fear-based stories that hold them back from achieving their ultimate vision of personal and professional success. She teaches people how to release self-doubt, to become infinitely more confident, to believe in ourselves and value our own unique abilities, and ultimately get us out of our comfort zones so that we can succeed at a larger scale than ever before. So enjoy this episode. As always, you can find us on Instagram. I'm at Helen Denham underscore and Lindsay is at Lindsay Robinson. So hit us up. Let us know what your biggest takeaways are, what you're moving through, what you're learning in life right now. We love to hear from you and connect with you. So enjoy this one and I'll catch you on the flip side. The first question I'd love to ask us is how do you like to start your day off? Do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to? Okay. So that's so funny. Cause I was just thinking that I need to create a new one. Um, I, I like moving through what in, in a way, whatever my body needs. So like, it's, I'd love to say I do the same thing every day, but I don't because many reasons, but mainly I just don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like being able to feel into like what feels good for today. So this morning I actually, uh, just did like a quick meditation, um, for, for this event and for the calls that I have after this. And just, I, I, my main thing is like, if I make it too complicated, I won't do it. So something as simple as like holding a crystal and saying an intention, or I love to connect with my ancestors and guides and angels. I'm huge into genealogy. So like ancestors are my thing. I'm going to get into like ancestral healing, uh, soon. I don't know too much about it yet, but it's something so intriguing to me and I can't wait to dive into it, but anything that makes you feel connected to all that is, I think is, is the right thing to do for you. And and that looks different for everybody. Uh, I also have three kids, so it's all like after I make sure I'm awake make sure they're awake, get my coffee, escape up to my office, and then I can like begin. So it's, it's different every day. You know, I hope I answered that. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I love that you're, you're not so strict with it because I think that can yeah. exactly, like you said, kind of suck the, the joy and the flow out of the natural rhythm of beginning a day. Mm-hmm. And I especially love that you are connecting, um, with your ancestors through genealogy and studying this more, what drew you to, to start to look into this? Oh my gosh. I really don't know. Honestly, I just, I've, I've kind of always been fascinated by genealogy and history, history in general, I think was the gateway for me is like, I want to know about everything. I'm super drawn to the past. And I think it has to do with past lives. I know it does. I know mm-hmm. for a fact, like if time doesn't exist and when I die, I go up to, you know, the, the, the real place, I'm immediately going to teleport to like 17th century 
like Europe. Uh, that's exactly where I'm going to go. I already know where I'm gonna, whoever wants to come can come. <laughs> like that's where I'm going. So I've always been kind of like magnetically drawn to just the way the earth was, you know, like before all the cement and the glass and the, you know, and the metal just kind of took over. Um, I'm just, I've always been fascinated by it. And so genealogy was just a nice, I guess, next step for me. I, I started doing ancestry really when I had my son. So that was like 2011, 2012. I was like super interested in just being able to tell him where he came from and being able to tell myself where I came from. So it was just, it was just a nice, easy step. And it's so fascinating. It's one of those things besides hypnotherapy. It's the only other thing that I cannot get enough of. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That mm-hmm. passion is so like insatiable that I just can't, I can't, I can't stop. I won't stop. <laughs> it's like, so ancestral healing is like, oh my gosh, that is the next step. It kind of weaves together what I do already. And the, you know, the, the practical, the practicality of genealogy and ancestry and, and uh, yeah, so it just always fascinated me. I can't wait to learn more about it for sure. That's so cool. It also like to, to bounce off of what you're saying too, seems to allow us to slow down a little bit more and remember, you know, our essence beyond all of our new technology. Cause this is such a new paradigm that we're in. I was even just, I'm, I'm home in Maine in my hometown and I was driving down the road today and I was like, imagine what this must've been like with like horses and carriages and you know, how I people think about would've... that all the time, right? All the time. Yes. I'm so with you. I love your fascination with this. And so was that your first son that you were referring to when you had your first yes. child? Mm-hmm. What's My your journey son. been through like motherhood or how old are your kids now? My kid, well, I have a 10, a six and a three, and mm-hmm. this will be the first year when they go back to school. This will be the first year they all go. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to handle that. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Yeah, And nothing really will change because I'm still up here in my office. I'm still working. You know, that's not going to be different, but just the idea that like, they're all this old now to be able to go to school. My three-year-old's going to be going into preschool and it's just like, oh my goodness. But, uh, it's, it's been, you know, I credit my first son for even me being here right now. I credit him for me being a hypnotherapist. If I didn't have kids, I easily could have just stayed in retail management my entire life. Uh, I worked basically all retail, uh, Starbucks and GameStop were the two main ones that I just like managed the stores. I've moved up enough to be able to like manage the stores and that was fine. You know, I, I had moved to LA when I was 20 years old and when you live in a big city like that, which was intentional on my part, I wanted to make, I wanted to know that I could do it, you know, wanted to know that I could at least live in either LA or New York and not, you know, F off back home. Like a lot of my friends did who moved to the big city, they just couldn't hack it. So they left for whatever reason. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to stay and make it work. So I would do whatever it took. I I worked crazy jobs and didn't love it, but I didn't care because I was making it. My goal was being fulfilled. When I had my son and this was, uh, I met, so I met my now husband, we lived in a two bedroom cracker box in Los Angeles and it was so tiny and no yard and, but it worked. And so, so when I, when I had my first son, I was like, you know, for the first time, I don't want to go back to doing the same crap I did before. I want to be with him. I want to stay here with him. And you know, there's a lot of factors that played into it. My son, for one, being the reason I wanted to think outside the box, 
and my sister for giving me a book when I was 20 that changed my entire life. And those two things put together, I remembered this book and I have the book too, if anybody's interested. <laughs> yeah, what It's called, it? if you have read it, Destiny of Souls, Michael Newton. I highly recommend, cannot recommend it enough. Literally changed my life. Didn't know it at the time. So I read it when I was 20. Fast forward to when I had my first son, I was like, don't want to go back to work. What do I want to do with my life? Immediately in my head, hypnotherapy, do past life regressions forever. <laughs> like, just do that. And then I thought, well, no, that's not safe. You know, I had the voice, the voice of reason I was like, no, you got to do something safe. Like you have a kid now. It's not, what are you doing? You know, and then for the first time ever, I had another voice that was like, but why can't I? Because everyone who's ever done what I'm wanting to do has had to start somewhere, right? Like, why not just look into it? And I know now, of course, that was my intuition or my higher self or whatever, but I didn't know that at the time. I just thought I was, you know, doing the thing and taking the next step. So I call the Institute, I get a tour. And this was my last kind of chance to exit the situation as I'm, I'm at the tour. She's talking about financial aid and like all this money I could be making while I'm paying off the loan. It all sounded fantastic to me. I could be doing this crazy Harry Potter crap for a living and actually get paid to help people like what? So I call my husband and I'm like, can I do this? Can we do this? Like we just got married. We just had a baby. We just moved into this new place. Like within six months, I, I didn't have a job. My husband was changing jobs. We had a baby. We got married. We moved into a new place. All the things they say, don't do two of these at the same time. We did five. So like oh at the same, it's like the high stress life events. Don't do more than one at a time. Yeah. We did them all. And we didn't know that we were going to, that it would line up that way, but I, of course it was meant to be anyway. So I'm like, there's a lot going on for us right now. Should I do this? And he goes, do you want to do it? I said, yes, I really do. Listen, do it. We'll figure it out. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> that was like my last excuse, right? Of like backing out of and like leaning into the fear of like, don't do it. It's not safe. So he kind of took that lifeline away. Thank God he did. And I was just like, okay, I'm doing it. And I started the next day and I never looked back. So the, again, there's a lot of things that kind of factored into it, but I do, when I think of my firstborn in that time of my life, I was like, yeah, he definitely shot down to earth and was like, figure it out, mom. Cause this is what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> hundred percent. And, you know, I have to thank him for that. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm just curious how old you were. Were you going through your Saturn return during that time? Do you think? Well, I, okay. So somebody just mentioned this to me. What is the age of what's that age again? It's like 28, 29. I was 28, I believe, or 20. Let me think it was 2012, mm -hmm. 27. I was yeah. going to be 28. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I think it can count. Everybody hits a little different. I think it's like a three-year range, but when I hear people say, oh my God, my life changed <laughs> yeah. in like six months, like over, you know, all these things. And oh, yeah. I look at my mom or my sisters, it's like, um, yeah, that sounds like a solar return. So it's so that is interesting. a very astute observation. I never realized that before, but it's yeah, it was within months of it. Cause mm. I would, it was, it would have been, uh, September, I believe. Yeah. September of 2012. And I, I would have been 28 in April of the next year. So within months. Yeah. Amazing. Crazy. I just love astrology. I don't know a lot about it, but I, I keep getting like pings to, to research it more and more and mm -hmm. it keeps unfolding in that Harry Potter magic way, which we just Harry love Potter to magic. say. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Um, and you know, how do you, I'm curious too, about how you make enough time for yourself and create space for yourself during the day with three kids and manage to stay grounded with all that energy. Okay. Listen, I'm like, 
I'm like the poster child of an introvert. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and it, it does show in when I have a full client day, when I do, you know, things like if I do two podcasts or three podcasts in a day, like that's it. And I, <laughs> and, and I, I get like, it just, it's just draining. And I think a lot of people could relate to like, I am an introvert. So when I am on a podcast, when I am in, with clients, when I am doing these things, I am on, you know, I'm like, I am giving you my full energy. And so by the time it's over, I'm like, Ugh. so I love this question because I really had to learn how to do this. And I don't think I could do it without the support of my partner. If he was like, nope, I need you to go to the store. I need you to do dishes. I need you to do these things or be with me or be with the kids. I was with them all day. I, I would burn out in 0.2 seconds. I just would, it just wouldn't happen. Thank God he, if I, when I came to him and said, look, because it's all me, let me be clear. Like I'd be done with work. I'd go right downstairs and want to like be enmeshed with my kids. Cause of course I miss them. And I know that that's, I realized that wasn't good for me. So I went to my husband. I was like, is it okay if I take like 30, 45 minutes after my workday just to lay down? Mm. <laughs> and he's like, yes, whatever's going to make you a hundred percent, you know, you, when you come back, Absolutely. Because the opposite of that is me going straight downstairs and being a freaking zombie for the rest of the day, not good for anyone. Um, so that for me, just being able to know that there's nothing expected of me and I can just go lay down or go, you know, uh, play my freaking whatever, not, not bejeweled. Bejeweled is so like two thousands. What's what am I thinking of? Candy crush uh -huh. I play that all the time. Candy crush or like any of my, you know, little tablet games. That is my, that is my decompression time. Then I'm able to come back. Um, I don't usually do like a, anything mindset work by the, at the end of my day, it's usually in the beginning. And I also know that naturally for me, my energy just, if, even if I have no calls, my energy is gone by 2 PM. It's just gone. I, I love mornings. I'm so productive. I'm like, I will conquer the world in the morning. By the time it's 2, 3 p.m., I'm like, okay, time to time to sit down and read a book or do something else because I can't, I have nothing left. So, I mean, without the support system of people around you, if you need that, you it has to happen or it's just not happening. And and I I see clients all the time who don't have that simple, what seem seems so simple, they just don't have it. And and I think that if you don't have it, find it. <laughs> mm. Find it somewhere. Find it somewhere. It's somewhere. There are people waiting to support you. I promise you that. That's one thing I'm sure of. Uh, and you just gotta seek them out and find them. But even if it's just a Facebook group where you can vent and talk to people uh who understand what you're going through and feel the same way, like that is so crucial. Find people that will be able to support you because without support, I, I wouldn't be anywhere. We, mm -hmm. none of us would really, I don't think. Yeah. Or we'd just be like floundering and, and scraping by yeah. what a blessing it is to have a partner that supports you and your needs. And, you know, I'm also hearing that you are speaking up for yourself, that you, you ask for yes. what you need and that's okay. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. They're like, they don't know how to set a healthy boundary or ask for what they need, knowing that they will be supported. You know, it's Absolutely. like a kind of people pleasing epidemic that we, that we move mm -hmm. through, but, um, well, yeah. you know, somebody said this, I so long ago to me and I've never forgot it. And it's, if you don't ask the answer is always no. So like, yeah. why not? Why not just ask? <laughs> That's such a good one. Such a good, simple sentiment. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Beautiful. So I want to know more about your journey um, as a hypnotherapist as well, mm-hmm. and what you've uncovered and discovered with your practice. Um, you know, when you work with a client, what are you really, what are you taking a look at and how are you working with people? So people come to me and I would say hypnotherapy in general, but I can't really speak to that. I know what I know. And that is people come to me for blocks in their mind. And that is something that hypnotherapy is designed for. And I don't even want to say design because we didn't design it. The universe designed it. This is something you already know as a human being, you know how to do this. Your body and mind know how to go to that space where you can listen in. You already do it every single day. If you've ever fallen asleep, you've gone into hypnosis, just so you know. So that that just happens every day. You know how to do this. All I'm doing is knowing what to say in a way that feels good to you and teaching your subconscious in that receptive state what you want it to believe. So we all go through life, you know, with picking up these little crumbs of limits, I guess, or stuff that's just not ours. Or even if it is ours, it may be outdated, something that we needed at the time. And now it's just past its expiration date and we don't know really how to release it. And even more so the subconscious doesn't want to release it because you needed it once you might need it again. So we're just going to hoard it (laughs) and hold it all because it's protecting you. Um, To be clear, the subconscious doesn't have any interest in your happiness necessarily, or your fulfillment. It is designed to keep you breathing and keep you alive and safe, you know, big quotes under safe and, and in whatever way it knows how to do. So if it learned long ago to put a wall up with everyone or to, to work hard for money or the idea that money is hard to come by, if that's what you learned at some point, it's going to say, okay, well, that's true. And that's what keeps you alive. So we're just going to keep doing that. Now, of course we know that's not true logically, but that's in the conscious. And that's only about 10% of your mind that you're using consciously willpower, logic, reasoning, decision-making is all about five to 10% of your mind. Everything else that's automatic that you don't have to think about is subconscious. You don't have to think about limiting beliefs. They just show up surprise. Uh, so in that way, it is very subconscious. Now, again, all I do is help you decide what you want to teach your subconscious. I put you in a very receptive state so that your subconscious can take it in, accept it, receive it, download it, and begin to uh, activate it in your everyday life. Your mind is, your subconscious mind is always achieving goals every single day, one after another. That's what it's designed to do. It's a goal machine. So we're just kind of being intentional with that. And again, it's something you already know how to do. So you might as well use it to your benefit. Back to your question. I just want to get that out of the way for a second. Mm-hmm. Back to your question. Uh, people come to me because they have, like I said, limiting beliefs around, gosh, could be anything. They could have something in their mind and they don't even have to know what it is. They just have to know that they can't get over it by themselves. That's all you really need to know uh, in order to see a lot of success with hypnotherapy. Um, success, money, love, health, uh, you know, a lot of habit control. You know, I see people for all kinds of things. And really the only prerequisite is that you want it to be different. And I'll give you an example for a lot of times, if somebody come, I don't really do smoking cessation anymore, but it's gigantically huge in hypnotherapy and it's very effective. Uh, It's just not my favorite thing to do. So I don't, (laughs) but if somebody came to me and said, Oh, you know, I want to quit smoking. Okay. Well, why? Because my wife won't stop talking about it. And my doctor wants me to quit. Okay. Well, call me when you want to do it. hundred percent because it just won't, you're wasting your time. You're wasting, you're not really wasting my time because I'm doing what I like to do no matter what, but 
you're wasting your time. It's not going to work because I can never, as a hypnotherapist, I want to be very clear. No hypnotherapist, I don't care how good they say they are. No one can make you believe, think, say, feel, or do anything that is outside of what you normally naturally would want to do anyway. So that is a very huge distinction because a lot of people think hypnotherapy is like, oh, you're going to mind control me. It's like brainwashing. Are you going to make me think this thing? No, no, no. It's just, it's just not possible. I can't do it. I wouldn't, but I can't either. Even if I could, I wouldn't. Um, it's just not, it's not a thing that happens. So it has to be your goals, your desires, your intentions, what you want to manifest in your life. Um, and then we just kind of download it into the subconscious. And it's really fun and it feels really good. Um, does that answer the question? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then I, and some, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think that that word intention that you bring up is, is everything exactly like you're saying, like people can't change in, unless they really want to, unless they're ready to. And I think we see this too, in our friends and family or people that we care about just in general, like they don't change even if, if they're feeling pressured by outside circumstances to become a new way, but it's not really in their core desire or moving yeah. them. Like it, or just it either lasts ready. for, right. It lasts for a minute or it just like, it's not really resonating on that level. So mm-hmm. totally. Why do you think like you mentioned this briefly, like people hold on to things that they know that isn't good for them, but they hold on to it anyways. It's like you said, kind of keeping us feeling safe or a pattern that we recognize. Like, how do we break that, that connection and that almost addiction to suffering in many ways? Like on your own? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> quickly well, hypnotherapy, right, but if, right, you, right. if you want to begin to do some of this on your own, there's, there are definitely ways. I, uh, I like to remind clients and people in general that every single subconscious thought or habit that you have, every subconscious belief had to start consciously. So it just has to. So if you uh, practice the thought, right, that, well, maybe this isn't true for me. Maybe it was, doesn't have to be anymore. And just practicing that thought, you know, meditation, meditating on it, visualizing how it could be different and really just practicing what you want to believe instead. It takes longer than than having the help of, of somebody, but it's definitely doable. Absolutely. And I would, if, if you can't, uh, if you can't see a hypnotherapist or you don't want to have a coach or anybody like that, just, yeah, just start there. How do I feel about this thought? You know, I'm noticing that this has happened. First of all, that's probably step one. Tell yourself you're going to notice when it happens mm-hmm. <laughs> just by telling yourself, okay, from now on, I'm going to notice this. I'm going to observe this happening without judgment. That's very important. I'm not going to judge myself for, for finding myself in this pattern or doing this again. I'm just going to notice that it's happening. When you notice it, you can then pause and decide how that feels. Mm, that doesn't feel good. I don't like that. I'm recognizing that that is not what I want. So what do I want instead? How do I want to believe? Uh, what do I want to believe is possible instead? And just practice that thought. Honestly, that's so easy. Everyone can do it. And it's very, very powerful because nobody is as powerful to you than your own voice. It is the most powerful thing in the universe. So if you are helping yourself in that way, good mm. job. Yeah. <laughs> just the, the, the essence of mindfulness in and of itself is like, it's so powerful and often so overlooked because it's so simple, but just bringing awareness and objective awareness to the pattern that's coming up. I, mm-hmm. I think I've probably brought this up in another episode, but I had this um, guide of mine, like this elder that lives in my community. I just love him so much. He's a medicine man, shaman. And I went and sat with him and I was saying, you know, I'm really struggling with letting go of this person from my past. He's constantly Mm -hmm. in my mind, looping through my mind. And he said, 
all right, let's try this. So he gave me this like stick. He held out the stick and he said, Helen, take this stick from me. And I grab it, but he won't let it go. He's like, take the stick from me, Helen. And I'm like grabbing it and I'm pulling it. And he's like, this is what you're doing. You're not releasing it. You're asking me to take it from you, but you will not let it go because there's some part of you that desires it, that wants to hold on to it and is yeah. in this loop of suffering because you desire it. There's this other book called Existential Kink that I'm halfway through, which is like Carl Jung psychology, but it talks a lot about how everything is a reflection of what we desire, even if it's like weird or taboo or yeah. strange. It's like, yeah. Can I, can I touch oh, on that for a yeah, second? Totally. So so the word desire, I like that you brought this up because this is something that I wanted to say, but it just fell out of my brain. So I'm glad that we circled back to it. An unknown in your subconscious mind is equally as dangerous as a known danger. So for example, if you don't know what it's like to not have this looping thought or this pattern or this belief it feels scary to your subconscious. And so it will, it will do everything it knows how to do to hold on to that because it, it, it's a known knowns are safe, even if they're bad, right? Knowns are safe, even if they're bad. So if you've had a a bad relationship or if you have a bad habit, like smoking, for example, it's going to hold on to it because it knows that you're still alive. You're doing this. So we must need it. So we're just going to hold on to it. I'm telling you, it makes no conscious sense whatsoever, but it's not supposed to. Mm. It really isn't. There's no fine print in the mind that says that all of this has to make sense, but it is what it is. And if you have, the point is, if you have something in your mind that is undesirable or that you consciously know isn't good for you, as you said, uh, it, it's probably because the, the unknown of not having it is just too scary. Popping in for a moment to chat with you about my mentorship series. So this is a private one-on-one mentorship series with me that goes for seven weeks at a time. We are really looking at your most basic underlying framework as it relates to the subconscious. We take a look at your subconscious belief systems and we essentially work backward. We take a look at how you're thinking, how you're behaving, how you're showing up in the world. And we take a look at what belief systems cause you to behave in this way. And if it's for the better or if it's harming and we start to rewire that and we build you a new story and in doing so we build you a new paradigm we do this most importantly with compassion with curiosity with so much love and honoring of yourself And this is really powerful transformational work. I'm really here to offer you a safe space, a space and a portal to grow and to become the woman that you have dreamt of becoming. I have seen absolutely astonishing results in the women that have come through this container. I see it physically come through them. I see it happen in career shifts that they, you know, have been experiencing and relationships that change and evolve. It's just absolutely amazing what happens when we invest in ourselves and prioritize our well-being. Our entire life will change for the better. So if this feels like something that is calling you forward and feeling really resonant with you, just go to helendenham.com mentorship. You can book a free half an hour power session with me and we'll get to know each other. I'm so excited to meet you. I'm honored that you're here and thank you for listening regardless. I love you and back to the episode. So unknowns are equally as dangerous as danger. That's really powerful. So how do we prime ourselves or practice and flex that muscle of being comfortable stepping into the unknown? What's helped you? 
So do it anyway, man. <laughs> Just do it. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I wish I had like the best answer. For well, this, it is I still like, just get like scared you said. shitless. I'm not going to lie. Like I still get skittish. I, I mean, I think we all do, or we're dead, right? Like you're always evolving. You're always moving up and leveling up. And once you get to that next level, there's new things to be afraid of. And there's new things to battle with yourself or to kind of decide. I like to say decide instead of battle, decide to overcome because it just feels better. Um, so I mean, subconsciously how to move through and step into the unknown, you know, my, one of my favorite things is to really kind of, I I call it chunking down. Are you you familiar with the term chunking down? Okay. No, it's, I, it's, I think it's a psychology term. We learned it in hypnotherapy, but it's, it's the, it's the process of like dissecting it right? So what am I afraid of? And if you don't know, you don't have to know, but how does this feel, right? How do I feel? I feel really afraid. Okay. Where does that feel? Where, where do I feel afraid? Find it in the body. And then as you kind of move through these steps, you can kind of get more in touch with, with why or where it's coming from. And I love this question. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen? Mm -hmm. Think about that. What's the worst thing that can happen if I don't ever get another penny ever? <laughs> the worst that could happen is I may lose my house, be homeless on the street, have to figure that out. But is that really a possibility? No, because I will never let that happen. I know that about me. And I think that once you kind of, we, we tend as humans to learn, and this is no fault of our own. This is really all society we tend to learn to look outside of ourselves for comfort, fulfillment, satisfaction, gosh, you name it, uh, to, and, and to kind of avoid fear. And we don't ask questions. We don't ask questions inside of ourselves. Why am I feeling this way? Nothing happens by accident. You don't just feel scared for no reason. It just, it doesn't happen that way. There's a reason you feel this way. And it's a good reason. You just need to know what it is. And once you do know what it is, it becomes a little smaller, almost always, right? What's the worst that can happen? Mm, That's really potent. It's a really magic question. Yeah. It's like kind of, I do this with my clients too, like counterintuitive, like what's literally the worst that can happen. And then also like best case scenario seems to expand people because they they dream a little bit bigger. Like sometimes we even limit that. Mm -hmm. Listen, if you're going to spend time being afraid of the worst that can happen. It's only fair that you spend an equal amount of time on what the best thing ever that could happen (laughs) ever go, go both, go both ways, feel into what feels better for you. And I promise you moving toward the direction of what feels better is always, always the right choice. Yeah. Always. And that's, that's another thing. And, and there's another subcategory to this too we will still feel afraid even if it's a good thing for us, right? Like there's still that distinction between a contracting fear and an expansive fear. When I became a mom, freaking terrified, more than I've ever been in my entire life. But I knew that it was an expansive fear. I knew that I was stepping into something unknown, but beautiful. I knew that when I moved at 20 years old to LA from Michigan by myself, I was terrified, but I knew that it was the right thing for me to do. And you're always gonna know doesn't mean you have to listen. I mean, you should, you don't have to listen. That's the choice that every human has. Do I listen to this thing or do I ignore it and go over here? And then the thing will just get louder. I promise you that. Anyway, 
I could go on and on, but there's expansive fear. We're always going to be afraid, even if it's a good thing. Just feel into it. Feel into yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you boiled it down to just feel the fear and do it anyway. Like don't even expect (laughs) that it's not going to be there. And like, just, it's okay to feel afraid, but like to not let that paralyze us. I find that that happens a lot too. Like people almost get overwhelmed by what's to come or they stack Mm -hmm. too many things to do or like give themselves all many, almost too many goals that that they end up being paralyzed and they, they can't even move forward. Is there anything that you do to help you kind of move through like a stack of responsibility or something to just take the next step. Yeah. Just take the next step. This is, this is such a horrible answer, but I promise you, like if you make a list, if you see a mountain in front of you metaphorically or, or literally make a list of everything that needs to happen, everything you're worried about, everything you're concerned about, everything that needs to get done, everything you need to accomplish, everything you're afraid won't get accomplished, literally everything. See, I was just writing about this yesterday. Look at it all on the paper and then just point to one or two things you can do today Mm -hmm. or tomorrow or this week that will lighten this load. Get it out because it's just in here. It's just in your brain and it's, it's weighing you down. And if you can get it out on the paper, it already feels lighter, but then you can start to make a strategy. You can start to make a plan and nothing can happen without a strategy. I love that so in much. In my belief. Um, mm-hmm. But I will, there was, there was something else that you said, uh, and I don't remember what it was, but I had such, I had another, um, oh, that's what it was. When uh, something I find with, with clients wanting to, for example, they want to find their soul purpose. That's a big one. People come to hypnotherapy to check in with their subconscious, their soul energy, their 5D, whatever, and uh, higher wisdom and see what they're meant to do on this planet. Okay. Well, they find that when they get a few ideas, they stress out about the perfect one. What's the right one? What is the right one? Right. And it's, it adds a whole other level. Like if I don't get, if I don't make the right decision, the end of the world. And here's what helps me when I think about, uh, having to make the right decision. Okay. If I woke up tomorrow and decided I didn't want to be a hypnotherapist anymore. I've been doing this 10 years, right? If I decided, uh, I just don't feel like it. Guess what? I can change my mind at any time and follow the next right thing. Anytime. I don't care if you just started it yesterday. I don't care if you've been doing it for 50 years. You can always change your mind to what feels better. So once you know you have that permission, and not only that, but your soul wants you to do that, if it's if it's your calling to to shift and evolve into a different thing or change gears because it feels better and it fulfills you. That's what you're supposed to do. And you get to do that. How amazing is that, that we get to do that. I could, I could do anything I wanted. Mm -hmm. And going back to the ancestors, how many of them could say that? How Mm -hmm. amazing and lucky are we that we literally could do what we want to do when we want to do it and then change our mind and do something else. Like that's so cool. (laughs) absolutely that's such a like free and expansive way of thinking and it's really a relief to think about it 
about it like that. I mean, I remember I I thought I was always going to be a singer or try to pursue like being famous. I was really addicted to this like idea of fame and being seen and heard. And, Mm -hmm. but I kept, you know, even when I was pursuing music, I would say, well, I really want to um, help people expand consciousness, raise the vibration. Then now I end up as a meditation teacher and it's like, okay, that makes sense. There's a through line here. And this is the most authentic expression of that um, intention from day one. So it all seems to make sense. And it might just take us on all these different iterations of self and all these journeys through different identities, but usually it comes back to that beautiful through line there. So yeah, I love that you, you know, it's, it's like permission to hear that in so many ways that we can expand and grow. And I love that so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any other like daily rituals that you bring into your life to just enhance your well-being and, and stay grounded and, and connect with yourself? I just yeah, I mean, I, I do love to, there's like a little client prayer I say before my client days. Um, really the biggest thing for me has been giving myself permission to take the time, <laughs> take the time that I give myself. So I, I schedule in Fridays off um, because I just, who doesn't love a three-day weekend? And I can, and it feels good. So my biggest obstacle was once I had the calendar free, I immediately wanted to fill it with things like Mm -hmm. um, on Fridays, I would be sitting downstairs in my family time and be like, Oh, I could be doing this. I could be. And it's, and sometimes I would come up here and do the work, but I've, I'm trying to practice that. Like, Nope, you did this on purpose. This is the point. This is why you did this. You need to just relax <laughs> and giving yourself permission to rest is, is huge because I've burned out more times than I can count and I don't like it. And I don't mm-hmm. think anybody does. So finding ways to, to just feel, um, peace, right. And, and allow the ease because ease is around you all the time, but are you allowing, are you choosing ease or are you choosing productivity? Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> are you choosing just getting the last thing done or are you just leaning into the ease? Cause you're allowed to do that and you should. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, back to your question. I love to, I love to practice rest. And I also, anything that helps me feel connected. I talk, dude, I sit up here and talk to spirit and ancestors and guides and angels out loud all day long. And it just feels nice. And I listen to, um, it's not meditation music. I, I used to listen to meditation music, but one thing that really helps me like get to where I need to go spiritually is instrumental Celtic music. Mm. So like the drums and the, the flutes and like all that shit. Oh, love it. <laughs> Give it to me. So I listen to that. It really kind of puts me in the right place and music is powerful. You know, I, I highly recommend whatever kind of music kind of makes you feel nice and peaceful listen to that more because music is scientifically proven to calm your nerves. I mean, if it's the right kind of music, it can also have the opposite effect, Um, but you'll know, you'll feel into that and know what the difference is. Have you seen that plant study where they play these plant? Oh my gosh. It's so fascinating. It's for people listening. They play like plants, like rock, heavy metal, kind of darker music. Then they play the plants, classical music and they grow differently. They really grow differently and faster and they thrive and it's, and we're like plants. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I completely, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, if you like rock music, please like it more power Mm -hmm. to you, but there is 
not, but, and there is a study that was done that kind of showed how the vibrations and the, the hurt, the hurts, the resonance of Mm -hmm. these harsh, heavy metal songs actually activate harsh feeling like anger, like Mm -hmm. aggression, like all these things. That's why it's so good. If you're going to go to a, like, if you're about to start a a football game, you listen to this music beforehand or go into a big meeting and you listen to this and it pumps you up. That's what it's supposed to do. There's also music that's supposed to calm. And that's what I like. I need, I need my nervous system in check. I need to be right. I'm like by default, a pretty high, strung, anxious person. So anything that can like bring me back to center, uh, talking to my ancestors, do it all the time. Feels great. What's up ancestors. (laughs) Also, um, yeah, just the, the Celtic music. I just, I will not, I, I just, I won't come into my office, uh, without putting that music on. It's just, it's just one of the things I do. I also have plants right next to me. Plants are soothing. Um, me, <laughs> I like mm-hmm. to think I'm a green witch, you know, Ooh, I can see that. I'm getting better though. <laughs> I was, I was just killing stuff for a while, but <laughs> I, got, I got pretty good. My, my soul remembered what to do. So I got it. <laughs> oh, I need to get on your level. There's so many parts. I feel like I'm in your brain a little bit. Like I I'm, I'm so relating to everything that you're saying. Yeah. I practice a lot of the same things. And it also seems to help to like have music or even smells or sense. Like when we're going yes. into it to practice or, or hold space for people, it like triggers mm-hmm. that, um, that state. So yeah. I love that. And, and, and I mean, listen, at the end of the day, for whoever's listening, if, if this is your, if it's your vibe to keep it simple, you must like, I can't complicate it or I just won't do it. I've tried. I did. I tried the routine thing. I tried having this whole, this whole like practice that I would do every day. And I, I just, it's just not fun when Mm -hmm. you, when you have to do something that is not on your, on your level. And there are people out there that love it, that are, that thrive on this routine and this big, long, practice that they do. And that's fantastic. If you're one of those people find that thing and do it. But I'm one of the people, one of those people that's like, if I listen to music, I'm good. If I talk to my ancestors for two seconds, I'm fine. I know that they're, they're connected with me, that they are listening to me. Uh, I put on my, my oil diffuser and I put this like witchy manifestation oil that I have and it smells amazing. And that's it. I'm good. I'm good to go. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I really appreciate you saying this because it's way too easy to compare ourselves to each other and our different one. We all have such different energy types. Do you know what your human design type is? I was just talking about this (laughs) yesterday. This is so meant to be, if we, just so everybody's clear, we were supposed to do this podcast like a little while ago and it didn't, it didn't pan out with our calendars and we shouldn't. And now I know we couldn't have done it on that day because uh-huh. there is just too much that is synchronizing <laughs> with today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. I am a manifesting generator and my profile is a six, two. Is cool. that what you were asking me? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Well, it's just so, yeah. And I'm a projector and it's like, and the difference between our energy types is a lot like projectors mm-hmm. work in like three hour spurts and then we need to rest for the day or like it's, and you know, manifestors sometimes have a, just a completely different energy span. I look at my sister the same and we just kind of compare our charts or, um, yeah. you know, same with astrology. I don't know. All of these things just seem to really help like validate your yes. experience and help us be more gentle and compassionate with how we move and work because we're not all meant to work these nine to five schedules. I'm not sure anybody is to be honest, but, um, whatever feels good and what yeah. feels good for, for you might not feel the same for somebody else. So I just appreciate so that because we're moving out of this, like, 
you know, hustle paradigm that we all have to be like doing the same kind of rat race when really it's kind of going back to your, uh, one of your original points of like money blocks and allowing money to be easy and to flow effortlessly without quote unquote hard work, which is such (sighs) a matrix kind of word, hard, hard work, just like, so over that, like, let's, let's allow it to be easy and fun. Mm -hmm. If there's anything that we're kind of stepping into, um, I think now with the vibes that are going around and I think everybody's kind of feeling the shift, it's that even if you're not ready to accept that things can be different, um, just, just the, the questioning is my favorite, the questioning that now people are like, but wait a second, why does money have to be hard? But why though? Like that really makes me feel hopeful for, for humans. Just Mm -hmm. ask, just, just question it because you know what? that alone has an energetic, uh, influence. Just the question has an Mm. energetic matrix influence, and it's kind of helping to break it down a little bit, but no money doesn't have to be hard. It did for a minute. I think, you know, again, if you think about people back in the past, you know, there was no, they were surviving. There was Mm -hmm. no time to (laughs) go meditate. I mean, some (laughs) of them did, I'm sure, but like, was no time to go hold a crystal and connect with the world. And you were just, you know, go melt the cow. Let's <laughs> go pluck the chicken. We got to eat some food now. Like that's it. Your whole day was spent surviving. Um, things were hard. Everything was hard. And it, that is a huge example of things, not things kind of sticking around. And if you believe in epigenetics, which is not really something to believe in, it's a thing. It's the fact that these, these, um, uh, emotions and these experiences can kind of in, be inherited through the DNA. And that is a fact because when you, let's say, you know, kill a chicken, we know that if you kill it under stress, it's going to change the meat, right? It's going to change how it, how it tastes and how it, you know, all yes. the things, the cortisol levels and all that stuff. And it, you're eating that. So <laughs> mm. I'm just saying, but, but these, the, the DNA, the chemicals that we release, it all affects us. If I'm stressed out and I'm, and I'm pregnant, my baby's going to feel that if I'm happy, my baby's going to feel that it's just so weird and awesome how that happens. But this, this is one of those examples. Everything needs to be hard that gets passed down, I think. And it's just a little bit outdated. It's just a little bit expired and it's okay to recognize that it's okay to recognize that just because it feels true doesn't mean it is just because it feels true does not mean it is. What Mm -hmm. do I want to believe instead? Because guess what? That's true too. There's a million different ways that money is easy. There's about a billion different ways that you could be a millionaire, mm-hmm. billionaire, cajillionaire. Mm-hmm. So why not feel into that a little bit? Yeah. And it's interesting to look at how, as we get older, like our belief systems change because we're just given examples of it working. And then we yeah. kind of like feed into that reality. But I mean, like, look at all these people, our, our parents' generation, you know, sitting on homes that are just making passive income, like from real estate investments and they're all retired, but they're just making money while they sleep. Like it can be that it's a belief system that they're into. Yeah. It's an example that's been set. And yeah. it's just like, so how can we reprogram that to allow it to enter our field now, instead of waiting for these like time blocks to, to come in? Well, and I was one of those people for sure, you know, in my twenties, that was like, <laughs> I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist. You know, those people that are like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think negative. I'm just, I'm in reality. Well, screw that. Like you what is your reality, reality. though? Right. Mm-hmm. If there's no, if there's anything you could take away from like this podcast or 
anything. It's that you, you, you have been creating your own reality this entire time. Yeah. You just, you, that's just been happening. So you can, you can, if you're a realist, okay, cool. What's your reality then? And, and how, how can you take responsibility for your reality? Um, responsibility is a big one, isn't it? Yeah. And that's intimidating about- to people. That's like, <laughs> now, that's the now intention. Now we're getting into another thing. Yeah. Oh, totally. I know. And Where that's the like- intention that people have to come into to be willing to change. That's huge. Like you have to be yeah. willing to change. And that is really uncomfortable for people. Most you of the don't time. know what you don't know. And so what mm-hmm. I say is like, let's say you you're just now realizing that you've been at the helm of the ship the entire time. Like you've been steering the ship. Sure. That's great. You can't take responsibility necessarily or blame or guilt or shame or anything for any, anything that happened before the moment you realized you were in control. You just can't. It's a waste of time. It's not mm-hmm. yours. Everything after this moment where you know you're, the, you're at the helm of the ship is 100%. Balls in your court. You have complete control. And bad things are going to happen, right? <laughs> of course, Let's zoom out a little bit. Nothing's really bad or good, but let's, for the sake of a human experience, bad things are going to happen. Unfortunate things are going to occur. It's just the way life is. And that's why we're here. We came to experience it all. We -hmm. just did. So that doesn't mean that you're not in control. It just means that you're, you're part, you're participating in earth. (laughs) Totally. And you can, you can influence uh, your reality from here on out. And you do have, I would say you have a responsibility to make it as good as it can possibly be. Where do we start? What is holding you back? What are the beliefs that you don't want anymore? That if you could choose, you would get rid of those first. What are those? Mm -hmm. Easy. Big time. Lindsay, I could ask you questions for (laughs) a long time. I love that we could be here forever. I love it so much. (sighs) Thank you so much for just sharing your wisdom with us and and diving deep with us here. And if people want to work with you, get to know you better, where can we find you? So I uh, mess this up every time, but (laughs) I'm going to do my best. So my website is lindsayrobinson.com. If you want to work, first of all, you'll find every way to work with me on the website. But if you want to work with me directly, uh, you'll find it there. If you want to join my membership, I have a hypnotherapy membership where you kind of get access to my entire library of, uh, hypnotherapy audios. I have courses, I have EFT. Um, I have, uh, just every, I have card polls in there. I have everything in my membership. So if you want to do that, it's also on my website. My Instagram is Lindsay Robinson. Um, what else? I think that's everything. Amazing. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us today. I hope you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action in some area of your life. And of course, everything we discussed is linked in the description below. So hit us up, let us know what your biggest takeaways were from today. Even send it along to a buddy if you feel like they might benefit from what you learned as well. Spread the love. And everything from my end is linked on my website, HelenDenham.com. You know, you can learn all about my mentorship program. I teach meditation a few times a week. I've got blog posts up there for you. You can subscribe to my newsletter, which goes out at least every Sunday. Sometimes I send out multiple a week with oracle cards and poetry and just little pick-me-ups throughout the week. So head over to HelenDenham.com for all of that. Sending you so much love as always. And thank you again for being here. I'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. Thank you.